But this morning, let me conclude the series on becoming the best you can be. Becoming the best you can be. I'm going to talk for a very short time. I'm going to talk for, because after all the work we did this week, I am, I am actually on leave. I am actually on leave. Just came here today to say hi and to conclude the sermon. So I'm going to preach on leave sermon. You know when you're on leave, when you go to work, you just go and do something small and then you go. So on leave sermon. Hopefully it will be very fast and then we will leave here. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. I'm believing God. Father, speak through me and bless your people. Let lives be transformed as I share your word, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, best has stood for, be yourself, examine yourself, stretch yourself, and trust yourself, not train yourself. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. So today, I'm talking on the subject, trust yourself. Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Amen. Now, so what is trust? It's a firm belief. A firm belief in someone or something. A firm belief in someone or something. There is a sound in this um, speaker here. Is it coming from my microphone? So you guys have to stop it. Because it's distracting me. Or you come and carry it away. I'm on leave, so nobody should worry me. A firm belief in someone or something. I believe that we all have something we believe. Life moves on better if you believe. If you have belief. I mean, you are in church because you believed that if you came with a commercial car, the driver will bring you here safely. You are sitting on this chair because you believed that it will not break. That's why you are sitting on this. So we all carry a certain amount of trust. Certain amount of trust. But how does trust work? How does it work? Now, Proverbs 30 and the verse 50, the verse 5. I'm reading from the King James Version. Proverbs 30 and the verse 5. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. So, usually, we put our trust our belief in something that we believe can shield us, can protect us, can guide us. So, a man meets a woman and they decide to marry. It is a belief. The man, the woman believes that this man I'm going to commit my life to, my future to will be a shield for me, will protect me. The man also commits himself hoping that there will be a shield. So whatever you put your trust in, you believe that that thing will provide a certain amount of security for you. A certain amount of protection for you. So trust is something that we, rather, we hold on very well. Before we put it in something. But trust only works when we put them in the right things. You see, I think the last day of the conference, our plant went off. And when they checked, the fuel had gotten finished. But there was a, a tank beside the plant that had fuel. But the fact that there is a tank, a fuel behind, beside the tank, doesn't mean that, beside the a plant, doesn't mean that the plant was going to work. You have to take the fuel in the tank and put it in the plant. That's how trust works. 
If you don't put your trust in something, the thing does not work. But you see, we put the fuel in the plant and worked. So, we put it in the right thing. So, it worked for us. But if we are taking the same fuel that we put in the trunk and it worked for us, in the plant and it worked for us, we are taking the same fuel and put it on open fire, it would have burnt us. So, trust number one is something you have. But you must, it doesn't work until you put it in something. But the results you get will determine by will be determined by what you are putting your trust in. Now, in most cases, there are three major things that we put our trust in. In most cases, one man. You know, in most cases, eh, we trust people more than we even trust ourselves. We trust that people can protect us more than we can protect ourselves. I'm telling you, there are, there are women here, if the Lord should call their husbands home, their life will come to a halt because their whole trust is put in a man. There are some of you, your trust is in your boss. You believe your boss that he's so innovative, so wise, that you believe that this company will stay on and that you are secured as far as your boss is alive. Sometimes the man you put your trust in could be your parents. As far as your father is alive, you feel very secured. You feel school fees will be paid. You feel um, food will be on the table. You feel there will always be a shelter, no matter what, because my father is alive. And then you put your trust in him. Sometimes we put our trust in our spouses. Sometimes we put trust in friends. In fact, there are people whose wives, whose friends know more about where their properties are and their investments are than their wives and their family members. Oh yeah. There are people who trust that because of the family I come from, I am secured. But see, all these things does not guarantee Eternal security. It does not. Psalm 146, verse 3. Do not put your trust in princes and in human beings who cannot save. So you take, you have something called trust. It's a belief. And belief is a very powerful thing. I'll come and show you. When you believe in yourself, and you have confidence. You see how powerful belief is. It makes everything possible. If you have faith as small as the master seed, you shall say to this mountain, move, and it shall move, and nothing shall be impossible. So belief is such a very powerful force. So you must be careful where you put your belief. You must be careful how you carry your trust and hand it over. Who you hand your trust over to. Sometimes people think it's money that will make you rich. It's money that will make you successful. I know people who were billionaires who are today beggars. Now, money. Sometimes we put our trust in money. Sometimes, you even become arrogant. You become pompous. You stop praying. 
You stop serving in the church. You stop respecting elders. You go back home and there is a meeting of the elders and you are rich. You just, I, I, I remember one day a father calling a son and I was part of the meeting and the father counseling the son on his life. And this young man had gotten money. And the way he was relaxed in the chair, in the chair with his head to the back and had done something and shaking his head was as if telling the father, I don't care about what you are saying, I'm richer than you. And his trust was so much in his money. Today he's gone. His money left and he followed. In fact, it is even better to put your trust in human beings than to put it in money. I'm telling you, money is the most untrusted thing. I'm telling you, it is here today and tomorrow it is gone. It's like the bed, it can just go. And it, I mean, I mean, look at look at what happened to Facebook within three days. How much did the man lose? Billions of dollars. Within six hours, he's lost billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. This COVID, and this COVID, some rich people have become poor people. Poor money is gone. One day, the nation of Greek just woke up and there was an announcement. You cannot take a certain amount of money from your own money you have put in the bank. One day it can happen in Ghana. We can just wake up one day and we, it's just that money you have put in the bank that has made you so pompous and you believe that life is sweet without Jesus and life is powerful and life is this. It can just go. One day you just wake up and there's a financial crisis in the country looking at the way our debt is rising and then there's an announcement that you cannot take more than a certain amount of money from your accounts. You see that you, be, you begin morning devotion again. <laughs> you see, you, you come back to church to start sweeping again. <laughs> you see, you begin to do things that money has made you stop doing. Success is not a substitute for spirituality. Are you here? Money is not a replacement of your mission in God. But well, surprisingly, people believe so much in money, they put their hope, their, their, their belief, and they trust money. Some trust in material things. I have houses. There are some women when they open their wardrobe and look at what they have. That's what gives them happiness. It gives them a sense of security. I have arrived. <laughs> where, where, where did you, where did you, what journey is that? <laughs> what journey is that? I have arrived. I have just arrived. When you see the designer clothes I have, material things, they are here today and tomorrow they are not there. Oh, there was a house they were building on the Sprinters Road. Though I love the house. I love the house. And the day they were opening the house, I drove past there. People opening the house. One month later, one month later, there was obituary in front of the house. A woman, less than 50 years old, who owned the house, only lived in the house for one month. And she was dead. How we put our trust in things that do not give us security at all. At all. Now, there are two things that you must put your trust in. One is God. Because once your trust is in God, you are 100% secured. 
But you see, to be able to trust God, you should be able to have trust in yourself. For me, what you don't have, you cannot give to God. Are you here with me? Now, what trusting God can help you achieve a lot of things. In fact, let me even put it this way. When you trust God, the trust is given back to you and it puts in you. When you hand over your trust to God, God takes the trust, makes it better, and gives it back to you. The greatest key to success is trusting in yourself. Believing in yourself. Having that confidence in yourself. Now, there was this particular award that I really wanted. I prayed about it. I even fasted about it and I worked hard for it. Then one day I was there when a letter came that I had been nominated for the award. When I saw the word nominated, I felt there would be other nominees. I didn't believe that I would win it. So I didn't show up. Apparently, I was the only nominee. And it's a big award recognized across the whole of the world. But because I didn't trust myself, I didn't believe myself, I didn't show up. Most of the times, people don't show up when it matters most. They don't show up on the platform that God will use to announce them, that God will use to put them out there because of self-doubt. You have the I can't do it attitude. Can you give announcement? I can't do it. Maybe that day, the man that will marry you was in church. Maybe that day, the woman that will fall in love with you was in church. Maybe that day, maybe that day, the person that wants to partner with you in ministry, partner with you in business, came around. But because of self-doubt, she didn't show up. Your boss comes to the office and there's something he has to do in, in, fast and calls you. Can you go and represent me here? Can you, boss, me, I can't do it all. You see, most of the times, when you keep saying, I can't, I can't, I can't, it's because you don't have trust in yourself. Because you have self-doubt. But God did not create you to be an I can't person. He created you to be the I can't person. Are you here? You are loaded with abilities. You are loaded with competence. You are loaded with skills. You are loaded with things. And nothing, nothing comes to you by chance. Everything that comes your way is by design. God designs them to come your way. And if you say you can't, if you have the I can't attitude, How many times have people asked me, can you do it? I remember when Wachia was in the wooden structure, somebody, um, one of our members decided to marry from a big church. When you know who, wooden structure, you went to marry from a big church. So the pastor of the big church asked, what church do you go to? Then we were called um, Sheepfold. So I go to Sheepfold. Oh, Titi uh, of Oh, I see. And by ethics, pastoral ethics, if there are two churches, one must preach, one must bless. So the pastor of the church decided to bless. So then I have to preach. So he called me that you are preaching. I said, okay, thank you. Then I got to the place. He said, can you preach? I said, yes. He asked me like three times. Because the platform was big. But I can tell you, I am the I can person. I am the I can person. So they put me on the platform and I begin to preach. 
I begin to deliver and deliver. When I finished and I sat down, he said, give me your number. The following day, he called me that they have a conference coming up. Would I like to be a speaker in that conference? Now, that conference, that conference opened the world. Somebody heard about what I did in the conference. Called, he called his friends. Hey, Charlie, this guy, this guy has something, you know. This guy has something. But I was in a wooden structure. But because I had the I can attitude, I went out there with faith, stood there, believed, and delivered. And I wasn't shaking. I stood there. It wasn't like I wasn't afraid. I was. But fear wasn't the problem. Courage was. If you don't have the courage, courage is the ability to confront your fears. There is nothing in this world that, will not, that you will not feel intimidated against. I mean, you know sometimes, eh? Sometimes I look at footballers and there is a big match and we are sitting down and we are panicking. And these guys are on the field. And I'm looking, these guys are very bold. And no wonder, no wonder they get those monies they get. You are sitting down. Sometimes, the, especially when it comes to penalties, you, know, you are not even able to watch it. You are not the one play, you know. And you see 18 year old boy, 90,000 people watching, and he's going to take a penalty. And you, 40, 50, you, even the penalty, you are unable to watch it. I believe Ronaldo is who he is because of confidence. He believes so much in himself. He believes so much. You see, when you become a charismatic Christian, sometimes you are taught that if you believe in any other thing apart from God, you are sinning. But I believe that if you believe in God, you trust in God, it will reflect on the confidence that you have in yourself. Will reflect in the confidence you have in yourself. Let no man intimidate you. Let no situation bring you down. You are stronger than you think you are. You are better than you think you are. Believe in your competence. Believe in your character. Believe in your intuition. Sometimes what, what, what occurs to you has never occurred to anybody. It's coming from the inside of you. And you look at yourself and you ask yourself, if this were so easy, it would have occurred to other people. Because you believe those other people to be better than you. <laughs> are you here you believe those other people to be better than you so once it did not occur to titi affair and occur to you then then it might be a mistake i might not be able to do it i want you to leave this chapel today having this at the back of your mind that you are too anointed to fail you are you are you are blessed beyond any curse in your family you have an exalted horn and therefore no evil horn will work against you the eyes of the lord is looking over you and therefore no evil eye can kill you i want you to keep this at the back of your mind that failure is not in your dictionary failure can never be in your dictionary when you live here what you are running away from stand and confront it stand up and confront it stand up and confront it stand up and confront it are you here there is something special about you they may not know it but you must believe it they may not say it but you must believe it
you may not have seen it but the power of belief is that it makes the things you don't see become a reality are you here that is the power of belief that is the power of belief the power of belief is that the things that you don't see it brings it into manifestation if you believe you can become a millionaire you will i said i gave myself a nickname chancellor when i was in secondary school form four and i was poverty personified there was no they haven't opened the the um, economy for private participation in tertiary education and yet i said i believe one day i will own a university and i believed it i believed it i believed it i went towards it i went towards it i went today Accra business school we run basically just um um two major programs an mba and an msc two major programs and yet we have about 800 students 800 students from nowhere believe believe we just got re-accreditation for re-accredited for another five years believe we just got our collaboration with the north wales university in north wales and another university in ireland approved by the by the accreditation agency and we are moving to the next level we are going to the next level we are moving there and we are going there and it is driven by belief driven by belief something i started with a borrowed 500 ghana cities has now become something that is respected and valued nationally when the deputy minister of education came to our graduation at kempiski i think we are the first university to have a graduation at kempiski first university to have a graduation at kempiski i told my staff let us they said we should come to the tent i said the tent is fine the last time we did yeah it was fine but we want to announce our world ourselves to the world we want them to know that we are big boys let's tell the world we are big boys let's go to kempiski they came with a cost i said let's pay let's go to kempiski let's announce and we are the first university in ghana to ask to ask our graduating students to pay for their guests our graduating students bought tickets for their guests to come i'm telling you we said only you can only bring one person if you want to bring more people pay for it and each ticket was 200 and people were buying for 10 people 15 people i am telling you believe believe my story my story is the story of belief founded on my faith in christ jesus i believe i cannot be born again and fail i believe knowing jesus there must be a testimony i believe i believe that i might become the glory of god if the moon can show his glory and the sun can show his glory and the stars can show his glory then a born again spirit filled don't talk up like me must be able to show for the glory of god you are becoming the glory of god you are becoming the glory of god you are becoming the glory of god whatever you believe you can you can whatever you believe you can't you can't just believe you can just believe it will work just believe it will work and it will it will don't let fear stand on the way of your dreams don't let fear stand on the way of your dreams don't let what they say determine who you are define yourself this whole generation is waiting for your manifestation hundred years to come people will still be talking about you are you here it is time for you to rise up from the dust and ashes clean yourself and move on don't 
look at where you fell. Ask why you fell. Answer it and move on. Are you here? Now, people are lining up to celebrate your downfall. And so you are afraid to move. But Hebrews tells us that there are more people in the heavenly realms. There are more people in the heavenly realms. The angels, the saints who have gone home, are waiting to celebrate you. Run this race. Run this race. Run this race of life. Run it. Run it. Run it. Run it. Run it. And you will succeed. Go back home. Go back home. Sit down. Write the dream again. Write it down again. And start working on it. It will work for you. It will manifest for you. It shall come to pass for you. No more procrastination. No more I will do it tomorrow. What brought David to the lamb light was when everybody was afraid. David said, I can deal with this situation. I can deal with this situation. You see, if you have trust in yourself, you have a the giant killer mentality. If you don't trust yourself, you have the grasshopper mentality. David said, I will kill this giant. They said, you are a small boy. You cannot. You are disqualified. He said, you don't know me. Eh? Lions, I have killed them. Bears, I have killed them. This lion, I will kill it. Listen, don't run away from building a CV. Confront every problem. Deal with every problem as they come. Deal with it. Deal with it. Sister, brother, let no one employ you based on humanitarian grounds. Have a CV that is impressive. <laughs> okay, let me conclude with this. Seven, seven things I want, you to, I want you to believe about yourself. Seven things I want you to believe about yourself. Seven things I want you to believe about yourself. Seven things I want you to believe about yourself. Believe that you were created for a purpose. You are not an afterthought. You are not an accident. Believe that you were created for a purpose. Believe it. When I see my daughter, Titebia, the joy that comes to me old man with a young girl. But when we had Nana, we said we're not going to have children again. In fact, when mommy got pregnant with Titibia, she actually wept. She said, because ah. Nana was only six months when mommy had got pregnant with Titibia. She said, how do I face the church? I said, why? Did the church people marry you for me? She said, I've been teaching the women's fellowship to space their children. I said, six months spacing is fine. And then I came to church and announced, Mommy and I will be expecting a new baby at this, in this month. The church cried. Everybody was clapping like that. I owe nobody any apology for impregnating my wife. Where were you when I was going to marry her at Sukru Kena? It's not easy. Now, now, listen. This girl is so brilliant. She brings joy to everybody in the house. The last time I saw Kevin get fat in her, and you guys, I, when she left, I said, You truly love your sister, eh? Say, Yes, daddy. Yes. See, mommy said, Wah. When mommy said, What comes home? See, Nana wakes up in the morning. Nana wakes up in the morning and looking for Titebia. Where is Titebia? Where is she? She's like the magnet that brings all of us together. But between me and mommy, we had finished. But God had a purpose for this girl. And do the amazing thing, she looks like mommy, but has my personality. Oh. She's the only lefty in the family. She's different though. Hmm. So believe that you were created for a purpose. God designed you for a purpose. And because your purpose is different from someone else's purpose, 
Don't compare yourself. Where you lose trust in yourself is when you see that somebody at your age is doing better than you. Or somebody lower than you is doing better than you. You see, purposes are different. Lakewood Church is pastored by Joel Austin. But Joel Austin is not the firstborn of the father. David was not the firstborn of his father. Joseph was not the firstborn of his father. It is my purpose that makes me different from you. And your purpose will make you different from me. You find fulfillment in life if you discover that purpose and you are pursuing it. So believe, believe, believe that you were created for a purpose. There's a reason why God created you. Seek to know that purpose. Build a relationship with God. Ask him to show you that purpose. And build it. Build that purpose. It will take you far. It will make you different from the others. My, my purpose. My purpose, I believe. That I was created to solve the African leadership crisis. That is why I discover, develop and deploy leaders from the church to the world. And we leaders from the world to the church. Pastors will not know. And because I'm pursuing my purpose, it's, it's so easy. Look at what we did here in three days. Look at the quality of pastors that came here. In it is purpose. Others will do it, it won't work. Others will try to copy it, it won't work. Because every purpose has a unique anointing behind it. You can copy the concept, but you cannot copy the conception. Are you here? You can, you can, you can copy you, you, listen, if you can see a house and take a picture of it and go and give to your builder to build some for you, but as far as you don't have the blueprint of that house, it may look like it, but it does not have the foundation and the strength of the original one. Keep being original, not a duplicate. Stop copying other people. Believe in yourself. You will get there. You will get there. Believe that this purpose is for an appointed time. Not appointed them. It's for an appointed time. Believe that the purpose is for an appointed time. So somebody's time will come today. Wait for yours. Don't rush. Just understand the times. Just ask God to give you understanding of the times. Just ask him to give you understanding of the times. How many times have I not met people who have said, Bishop Titi Ofer, you are bigger than your church? I said, no. No, on God's calendar and God's timing, I'm supposed to pastor the number I'm pastoring. The time is going to come where there will not be enough space to contain us here. I've already told you, listen, <laughs> let me not talk before our, my neighbors get agitated. But I'm starting a revival on this street. The whole world the whole world will come here. People will fly from different nations to come here and worship and fly back. Private jets will be landing to come and hear what God has put in my heart. And they will fly away and fly. If you understand that your purpose is for an appointed time, you run the race with patience. Believe that you are equipped for this purpose. Believe that you have the capacity for it. Believe it, that you have the capacity for it. You see, developing leaders, the capacity, my capacity is so serious. It's so serious. My capacity is so serious. My president landed 
came a man who has taught in several universities, walked to Accra Business School, and said, Bishop, I have been through different nations. I have visited different private universities. But I can tell you, what you have here is one of the best in the world. What you have here is one of the best in the world. I have that. You see, I am equipped for what I do. I'm equipped for what I do. Very soon we're going to turn the whole community. I'm going to actually bring economic empowerment to the community. We're going to convert the whole community into a university community. And people will trade because there will be students residing here. So people will open provision shops, job bars, and other things to provide services. I'm telling you, because of me, very soon, properties around this area will go up. Because I'm equipped for what I do. It is in the inside of me. I do it better than those who are even educated to do it. And there is, listen, there is something, in, when you discover your purpose, eh, you see that what you do, eh, it comes. It comes naturally. You see that it flows. There is a well in you that God has placed in you. It never runs dry. It doesn't. It never. It never runs dry. Oh, come on. Discover it. I'm on leave. I'm on leave. Let me conclude. I'm on leave. Let me conclude. Believe that... Okay, so it's repeated, so let me jump. Believe that the circumstances of your life will lead you to your purpose. Will lead you to your purpose. Will lead you to your purpose. Missing donkeys, missing donkeys in Saul's father's house led Saul to meet Samuel to be anointed. The circumstances of your life have divine reasons. So don't ignore them. Don't ignore them. How I came to Sprinter's Road looked very circumstantial. Auntie Becky was in our church in Odoko. Asked the senior colleague there to come and pray for the house, dedicate the house here for her. The senior colleague said, oh, Titi Ofer, you go and do it. I came, I did it, I saw the area. That was my first time on the Sprinters Road. I said, wow, I'd like to start something here. And today I'm here. When Auntie Becky was choosing to come to Sprinters Road, it was because of me. Because, you see, at the time, at the time, she had a free land at Ofanko and wanted to take the money to go and build at Ofanko. And she came to discuss with me. And I didn't know Sprinters Road. And I said, no, I think estate would be better than building at Ofanko. So she chose the estate. But it was meant for me. That is why I'm here. That is why I'm here. While somebody is preparing fufu to eat, God already has in mind that when the fufu finishes, they will bring it to you. Until Becky pounded the fufu, God put soup on it and placed it on my table. And today, Auntie Becky's son is in charge of my money. He controls the money and controls me. Andy, can I sign this? No, Daddy, you can't go in that account. You have to go here. And I've told him, I'm preparing you to be the vice president in charge of finance and administration at Accra Business School. So get ready. And he will be. He will. He will. And that's where he will be chopping big money flying abroad with his family at the expense of a crab business school. And even now, as an account officer, the way Manche controls things, he becomes vice president. Hmm. 
Hey! God knows things so. There is no circumstance. I mean, I mean, listen. That guy left you, so what? It was meant for you to meet a better guy. That girl walked out of your life, and so what? It was meant for you to meet a better guy, a better girl. I am telling you, don't weep. Don't weep over things if you know that every circumstance of your life has a divine reason. I am telling you. Opa missed it, but Ruth did not. Oh, our husbands died in chapter 1. Ruth felt, no, there is something more in this than death. Eventually, she became the great-grandmother of David. If you ask me how I got here, I can't tell you. Circumstances, the wings of God, blew us and brought us here. Now, none of you sit under me by mistake. You are here at this time to hear the things I teach. Are you here with me? You are not here by mistake. There is a reason. Pastor Principal who has sat under me for so many years. He doesn't travel without me. He doesn't do anything without me. He has a kind of understanding. There is like a kind of spiritual understanding between us. Today he has a fellowship of over 30,000 people. But every Sunday he comes to sit here. You know why? You know why? He knows his source. He knows why God brought us together. He knows it. He understands it. Believe that your purpose will overcome your problems. Your purpose is the solution to your problems. And not only your problems, but the problems of the people around you. The problems of your generation. When I discovered my purpose, it has solved our problems. Finally, finally, I am on leave. Believe that God will make provision for your purpose. Believe it. At every point in our lives, God has made provision for our purpose. When you come to that place where you think that is the end, that is the end of it all, some way, somehow, he shows up. I saw a young man go to buy wache. Years ago, years ago, I didn't understand it. God some time ago brought to my attention when we in Kumasi when we used to buy wache in leaves to go to buy wache was coming coming to sit down to eat the wache was in the leaves and then the wache just fell from his hands onto the street oh my wache then birds birds started coming to eat it then I said ah this wache had to fall because God wanted to give provision for these beds yeah i remember i remember mommy and i one christmas a lady in our church in teshi said we shouldn't buy anything for christmas and that she was going to supply us everything for christmas she's baked so bringing us bag of rice um uh, cakes minerals i mean all assorted things we should get ready for it so 24th, mommy and I waited, she didn't come. 25th, she didn't come. We had nothing. 26th, she came to find out from us why we haven't come to thank her since she brought the things to us. We said nothing has come to us. He said, what? She sent a guy in the house to go and call the boy he sent. So he sent two boys, the leader of the, of the delegation. Came and said, hey, Pastor says you didn't bring the things to him. He said, oh, you're talking about this, Pastor. When I got here, I didn't, I, I missed the house. So I asked the area that I'm looking for the pastor who lives in this area. Apparently, there was a pastor who was more popular than me in the area. So somebody showed him the house. And the things were taken to the pastor. And he chopped it. 
but it was divine provision. In fact, when we rushed to the pastor's house, he was eating the last of the stew. The last of the stew. The last of the stew. But I, I didn't say Satan has taken my blessing for someone, someone. No, no, no. Satan cannot take my blessing and give to someone. All I said was that God was making divine provision for someone whose appointed time has come. For someone who appointed. Listen, don't give Satan too much credit. Credit. When I don't have money, it's not an attack on my finances. God is testing my loyalty. He's testing my faithfulness. When I'm sick, it's not an attack on my health. God is testing my faith, whether I can believe him for healing. Jesus triumphed over Satan long ago. May God cause this word bring you illumination. May God bring you deliverance from doubt deliverance from the valley to the mountain top through this word may this word be like the rain that falls upon the land that causes the land to bear fruits may this word be like that for you you are living here with one thing at the back of your mind you can do all things through him who strengthens you you can do all things. Go out there and get it done. Get it done. Get it done. In Jesus' name. Give the Lord praise, everyone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get it done. Get it done. Get it done. You can do it. You can make it happen. You can make it happen. You can make it happen. Hallelujah.